watching St. Louis. Um, it, it's really about mindset, and we talk about mentality quite a bit. And I feel like there's been glimpses of that, in particular the second half of the Vancouver game. Um, but really just getting back to our DNA and, and, and being the toughest team to play against that has, that has quality, right? And, and I think um, I wanted to set the table on Monday as to what to expect on Saturday. And if we can match that fight, I feel like we'll put ourselves in a good position to, to get a good result. So that's, that was the reason for the uh, intense training session. St. Louis keeps scoring goals off bad giveaways. And at first, it's kind of fluky and they catch a break. But if you keep creating bad giveaways, maybe that's just something about the way St. Louis is defending. Absolutely right. Uh, they, they, they go for it. They're, I think they have, you know, they're the team with the first or second most pressures in, in, in the uh, opponent's attacking half. Um, and, again, that was some of the stuff that we were talking through today. When we're at our best, that's what we're doing. We're moving as a collective. We're getting pressure on the ball. We're winning balls higher up the field. Um, creating more transition moments, which they do. And, and they've had a lot of fortuitous opportunities, but that always comes from what they create themselves. And they're, they're an industrious team that's well-organized, um, and they're getting the results that keeps you know, confirming the, the belief in what they do. San Jose looked like they were trying to play out of the back, and it looked like St. Louis was having none of it and kept them in, the, in their you know, own third, really, for long stretches. Some of the big diagonal switches you want out of guys, can those be hit? Is that one of the answers? Um, I think so. You know, I think they're, they're again, the best pressing teams are really narrow um, to get to get pressure on the ball and really to take away the spaces and the, and the uh, options, ball side. And what you're always giving up is the big switch. Um, and, and so I think, you know, this year when we've been at our best, the ability to switch the point of attack has been critical and you bypass a lot of their pressure. And then if you do that a couple times, they start to question what they're doing. But they're really good at what they do and they make that picture really difficult and blurry. Um, so the onus is on us to really be on top of it and, be, and just be aware that that's where we're, we're you know, that's, that's the space of the attack is, is, is on the weak side. Will Pablo Ruiz's big left foot be very useful? I'll tell you what, you know, I think uh, it's, it's been amazing to see, you know, over, over the last couple of years, you know, he, he does it so flawlessly and has been a huge catalyst to everything we do going forward, especially in our build. Uh, and not having him for the first three games has been really apparent. You know, having him in a couple of training sessions, it's 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 it really makes it opens up the field it makes everyone's job a lot easier so it'll be uh, great to have him back with the group will he inspire some other guys to hit some of those balls because you have gotten those balls out of your center backs in the past and it doesn't look like you're getting as many this year yeah i i, I think so again i think that, that that he'll be a focal point of theirs to make sure that they're always around him in the build so then the onus is on us to be thinking ahead and saying okay do we drop him in the back line to be able to do that um so um but yeah i think once you start hitting that, I think the field gets bigger, and then now your options aren't only to hit that. Now your options are play between the lines. What have you seen from Vera? Um, again, I think Vera's been—he's a, a fantastic individual. Uh, you know, just a gentleman. Uh, he's a, a very good one v one defender, and I think what he's um, learning in the first couple of days is when we play zonal, and when we go man to man. And and you know, I think his tendencies in, in Colombia are really. Here's your man. Stay with them. Um, and what we do is a zonal scheme that ends up man to man, but not too early. If not, then we get punished behind. So um, just little, uh, little, little details about the way we play. Um, that that. But he's got a great switch. He switches the point of attack really well. Comfortable with the ball. Um, he can play left back or you know left left outside back. So um, he, 
he's, uh, he's, he's a welcome group, especially now that we have so many in the infirmary here. <laughs> Goal scoring can be a really fickle thing, but does it help the team's mentality to have Justin Glad gloating about being the leading scorer? Does it really, i got to put some balls in the back of the net and shut that guy up. Yeah, well, if I was an hockey player and I heard that, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be doing everything I can to, to shoot from 35 yards out every time I get you know, and then say, Jay Glad, win the ball and just give it to me, and I'll, I'll make sure that we change the scoring leader stuff. The, going back a little bit to Vera, but also just kind of broadly, is is it safe to assume that this is almost like a good week for him to sort of work into the group because you are down a number of guys, not just to injury, like you were joking, but but also international duty. I think five guys are away, four of them have played a Diff, like a, a pretty significant amount. I think I counted like a half dozen Monarchs guys at training today, even like do you kind of just sort of need like additional bodies right now with how you guys have been hit during the international window? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good time for him. Um, cause oftentimes when you have a full group, um, it's tough to see your way into the team. I, I think him having an opportunity to train with the, with the first team and, and maybe even play at the weekend. Um, and again, fitness now becomes an issue. Um, and, and, and those type of things. But when you don't have options, uh, it's always the universe kind of saying, here, here's, here's your opportunity to take it and, and compete the right way and, and jump in. And, and that's sometimes an easier acclimation than waiting and waiting or rotating. Um, it's just a more natural segue into his, uh, his way into the first group. When you look at the St. Louis team, and you mentioned the way that they kind of go for it, they win a lot of balls in the midfield, they force a lot of loose ball turnovers, that kind of thing. Is there kind of like an expansion mentality about them where they're like, hey, we're not supposed to be very good, so we might as well just go for a full go kind of every night for all 90 minutes? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they look at themselves like an expansion team. You know, I, I think if you did, I, I don't think you'd win four games in a row. I think, think that's a team that, um, as a club, they've had – a good amount of time to put this group together, be really specific as to the type of players they want to play in their system, and they've been really deliberate in, in, in how the players would affect the system. And I think when you have that kind of time to kind of work on that and, and do those kind of things, you get the type of product that you see, which is a group that works extremely hard for one another, super organized, and uh, more importantly than expansion teams, they're a group that believes. And so we, on the outside, put labels on groups. Sure. They define who they are by the way they play. They also had an entire year last year. They were just called City Two, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, they've been. It's 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 been brewing, and uh, you know, credit to everyone in the organization. They've done a fantastic job, and and now we have a great opportunity at the weekend to to you know put up a good performance that hopefully uh, you know derails them a little bit. Uh, you got a chance to keep the, the sellout streak going at, at the stadium this weekend. How, how big has just this the fan base been in kind of just keeping things afloat, keeping the energy going? With yeah, this it's it's huge. You know, I think um, it's again. I think as a soccer player, we learned in 2020 what it was like um, to not play with fans, and it was almost the game was lifeless. Uh, the fans are the soul. The fans are what get the guys out here on a Monday working their tails off, knowing that they they got to put forth a great performance. And so that's also why the energy piece is really important for me because the fans vibe off the energy on the field and vice versa. Um, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the onus is on us to put forth the type of energy that gets our fans excited to come out week after week. And, uh, and then on top of that, put forth a performance that's worthy of, of the three points and make them really excited. Cool.